Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all, I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. If you're new around here, hi and welcome. And you have joined in at the perfect time because we are going to do some fangirling big time of Sam and Bucky and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's going to be a whole series of these recaps after every uh, Friday, after we get to watch the show, we're going to talk about it. And uh, just a heads up, this is going to be spoilerly. It is going to have Easter eggs in it. It's going to have all the good stuff. If that is not your jam or you want to wait because you haven't actually seen the show yet, Come back and listen to us once you have. Um, But if you are uh, new and just visiting and you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a five-star rating or a review. Uh, It helps with the algorithm and it helps other fangirls and guys find us. And of course, you know it's no fun to fangirl alone. Speaking of which, I am not fangirling alone today. I have Ashley back with us. Now, Ashley joined us for all of WandaVision. We went on a deep dive of WandaVision, talked about each uh, episode in uh, recapping. She is filling in some blanks for me. Uh, for those that that aren't familiar with her, Ashley, hi. Hi, I'm excited to be back for this. So thanks for I having know, me. <laughs> I know. No, I'm so glad to have you here. Um, why Ashley? So Ashley's here because she is a big old comic book nerd, and I am not. I don't know a whole lot about um, some of this, you know, background and history as to why things happen the way they happen in the MCU. And so I always go to my friend Ashley, who puts together some really great resources to kind of fill me in on those holes, because I'm not going to read comic books, but it's okay, because I have a friend that reads comic books. And so she just she helps me out. And that's why she's here. She's also going to help you out if you have some of those questions. Um, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you online. Well, hey, I'm Ashley. I'm a mega nerd. Uh, Comic books, books, fandoms, (laughs) kind of like a little bit of everything. Uh, You can find me on my website with ashleyandco.com online, Twitter at that Ashley Aaron. I also contribute over at CBR.com. And I have a podcast as well called Geek Girls Universe. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Ashley. Um, yeah, so we're going to do this recap of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got to see um, episode one in a screener. And uh that was that was a that was a good surprise in my inbox. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> I, I gotta say I was super excited. And I and you know, typically when Ashley and I recorded these for WandaVision, she'd be texting me on Friday morning going, you know, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? And I was like, Oh, I'll get there. I haven't had time. I haven't had time. I'll tell you what, I did not mess around. As soon as that sucker hit my email, I logged in and pulled up that screener and watched it immediately. Because I didn't want to sleep on this one, like even for a second. Um, so <laughs> that's the good news. And um, this episode is probably going to come out on Friday, along with the 
brand new uh, episode that gets dropped on Disney Plus of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But guys, don't get used to that because I don't really have my ish together that much. So um, most likely, <laughs> most likely, we will do these recaps um, on Sunday or Monday. Uh, so you can look for that in your feed. But if you don't want to miss anything, just hit subscribe and it'll show up for you. Um, there could be situations where I am more with it and we are able to record sooner. But just in case, I wanted to set expectations on when you can look for these episodes. Typically not going to be on a Friday. But who knows? Weirder things have happened. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at this point in pandemic, maybe I will get my act together. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. But <laughs> anywho. All right. Uh, so what we do is Ashley starts the breakdown. She starts um, running down with the recap. I uh, interrupt <laughs> with my questions or my comments <laughs> or how I felt about the episode. And we just kind of go from there. So Ashley, take it away. All right. I can't wait to get to the end because I think you and I had a similar reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but all right, let's start at the beginning. Uh, so this show, I can't wait for everybody to see it. For everyone who complained that WandaVision started too slow, this one does not start slow at all. It drops you right into the action. It's very much like a Marvel movie, especially that opening action sequence. It's definitely like a big screen blockbuster feel. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, very cool. And and that's uh, my first comment is going to be that I continue to be impressed with the, the quality of what the MCU is putting together for Disney plus. Mm -hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't see any, I don't, I don't see cutting corners. Like it, this feels like you just said is this feels like the Marvel movie that we're used to. Um, and you are not going to be disappointed. I think, yeah. especially in those first opening moments, you're going to have this sense of familiarity, a sense of, all right, all right, this is mm -hmm. what, this is what I was looking for. This is the MCU. 100%, I love, 100%. That you, you probably did not have when you were watching WandaVision. Cause Let's be honest, that started off really weird. I mean, it all made sense later, and I loved it from the get-go, <laughs> but not everybody did, and I get that. So right. I guess that's also, you know, comment A is uh, if you were concerned about these shows because you couldn't get into WandaVision, uh, which, by the way, I challenge you to go back and even if you have to like start at episode three and go forward and then go back and watch one and two later, like I get that because one and two were on the odd side of things. Um, but it all made sense. <laughs> and it was just such a brilliant show. But anyway, this is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not yes. <laughs> not WandaVision. Um, so yeah, we drop straight into the action and we kick off. Um, we kick things off like right away. The events of this show are taking place six months after uh, the events of Endgame. So Sam, we see Sam with the shield that Cap gave him. He's zipping it up into the carrying case. He looks very somber. And you hear that uh, dialogue track from Endgame where Steve gives him the shield and he's telling him, you know, how does it feel? And Sam says it feels like it belongs to someone else. And Steve says, but it doesn't. But again, Sam is still struggling with like, I'm not Cap. Like, I'm not Steve. I can't carry the shield. But Immediately, the scene switches and Sam gets probably the best action sequence we have seen for Falcon yet. It's a long sequence, but I don't want to say that and you think, oh gosh, it's long in a bad way. It definitely was not long in a bad way. It was like, heck yes, this is amazing. He's battling the LAF, which is led by a familiar face, 
Batroc, who we last saw in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He's wearing his classic comic book colors of like this dark maroonish, purplish color with yellow. Um, they battle it out. Sam manages to save the day and save the operative that was taken uh, captive. But Batroc gets away, which is a good thing because Zemo, we know, is hanging out somewhere. And Batroc and Zemo team up in the comics for like a super villain team. So we'll see Batroc again, I'm sure, before the end of it. Uh, Sam's suit took some damage. It is confirmed that it is a Stark Industries suit, which we kind of hint, they kind of hinted at in the trailers where he had a carrying a briefcase with the Stark logo on it. So we know that he's got some Stark tech. Uh, his buddy Torres is hanging around. That's like the funny guy that's like in the car. And then he's just like, Sam, do you need some backup? Like what's going on? (laughs) Um, He seems really fun, kind of young and like inexperienced, maybe a bit compared to Sam. And there is a comic book tie in for a Torres and Falcon in the comics. It's Joaquin Torres. And he ends up becoming Falcon while Sam is Captain America. I don't know if they'll go that route or if this is just one of those. Here's a nod to the comics. Torres begins to tell Sam about the Flag Smashers, which uh, I love that Sam pointed out that it's a terrible bad guy name because that was my first uh, reaction when I heard that Flag Smasher was going to be in the show. I'm like, that is probably the worst bad guy name on the planet. Yeah, he has a good quote about that. He's like, so now the bad guys give themselves bad names? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I laughed because seriously, it's it's terrible. It's a terrible yep. name. Yeah. It's like saying like, I don't know, I'm puppy hater. It's just not creative. No, <laughs> like, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, but anyways, this group of people believe the world was a better place during the blip. And their goal is to create a unified world with no borders. However... They're going to be violent to do so. This isn't a peaceful takeover. This is a hostile takeover. In the comic books, the original Flag Smasher was Carl Morgenthau. In the show, Aaron Kellyman, who was in Star Wars uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, she's playing Carly Morgenthau. So daughter, perhaps, sister, or they're just changing the character, period. Um, Sam's just like, all right. Okay, let me know what comes up. Torres is like, I'm going to keep an eye on the message boards online because that's how the Flag Smashers hang out. Then we hit the Smithsonian where Rhodey and the head of the Department of Defense is there to watch as Sam surrenders Steve Shield to the Smithsonian because, again, Sam doesn't feel like it belongs to him. He tells Rhodey that, too, because Rhodey asks him what we asked, right? Sam. Why aren't you Captain America? Why didn't you become Captain America? And unfortunately, Sam's still struggling with it. Yeah, no, Sam's. And and this was the first, uh, I don't know, the first clue, I guess, that Marvel yet again is going to surprise us. I This opened up the discussion and the very deep, I think, that we're going to be getting into. And even by the end of this episode, we were there. Um, discussions of grief, loss, PTSD, mm-hmm. the um, yes. five years after the blip and everything that goes into what these 
characters, well, you know, real people, but, um, you know, how, the, what reality was like, you know, when we talked right. about the blip before in uh, phase three, it was always very casual and kind of funny, right? It was just like, they were there, then they were back. And then as we saw right. with one vision, we brought some of that reality of what happened when these people were gone for five years. And then here we are again, dealing mm-hmm. with some of those um, issues for Sam. And yeah. part of um, what struck me about Sam is I was disappointed in him, I will admit. But then I was just like, come on, man. Like, that's a pretty big thing that Cap just kind of gave him. But I I guess I expected him not necessarily to become Captain America, but I didn't expect him to give it up. I didn't expect him to give it away. Frankly, you know, I get it. He's giving it to the Smithsonian. It's, you know, someplace that you would assume would be a safe place for it to go. Like, I understand that. But right. um, but I was very sad during that scene. And I was just like, oh, Sam, man, don't give up. <laughs> yeah, it it was definitely sad. I mean, we kind of figured it was going to happen based on uh, not only Sam's uh, feelings, but also just interviews with the cast that they were going to be dealing with this and Mm -hmm. Sam's like reluctance and the government's reluctance, right. Mm -hmm. For Sam to be captain America. Uh, And yes, what you're talking about with the PTSD and the trauma to the everyday person again, like, yes, the show gets into that. And I like that the show is very character driven versus being plot driven. So we're going to be able to really get to know Sam and Bucky more in this series and just I swear they probably had more of a character arc in these 45 minutes than they've had in the previous however many films they've been in honestly because they really had time to sit with them we had time to sit with them and sit with their feelings but yes before we get to the sads <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely feelings in this one <laughs> yes uh definitely feelings so st- we leave Sam and all of a sudden that's familiar techno eerie feel hits and Bucky and his winter soldier glory takes out a whole group of people for Hydra in this like fancy hotel. Uh, Unfortunately, a young man who happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time also gets killed, but we learn it's a nightmare. Bucky wakes up. He's in his house sleeping on the floor. Still, he's clearly still struggling with life. But he's in therapy, which I love to see it. I love to see it. Let's normalize getting help. Oh, for sure, for sure. And and uh, the therapist is fabulous. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. She's the same one that's in the trailer where they have the staring contest. <laughs> and she, she's been there, right? So she's been a soldier. She knows when he's lying. And she's very frank with him. She doesn't sugarcoat things. She's just like, look, dude, you are isolating yourself. And that's like a your own personal H-E double hockey sticks. Like, you don't want to do that. But what I found interesting was he has a list of amends. And it's kind of funny the way he goes through, like, how he's taking care of his list. There are a list of scores he needs to settle. Um, in the episode, he's referring to a senator that he helped when he was the winter soldier gain power. And now he's provided evidence so that she can be arrested. 
which was hilarious because he's like, oh, no, of course not. I didn't hurt anyone as he, like, punches the guy, like, (laughs) in the face. I was like, oh, Bucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. He he has these steps that he has to go through. And he, um, you know, kind of explains this as his uh, therapist is sitting there going, uh-huh. Like, he's not getting anything past her. She knows what he, you know what I mean? She, You can just see it on her face. It's it's such a it's such a it was such a great little episode too. But I loved it when she calls him out and she's like, "Look, I've been there. I know what you're dealing uh-huh. with." You know, because exactly. she's also a, a former soldier. It sounds like so. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think my favorite part of that was when he does the whole, "I am no longer the Winter Soldier. I am James Buchanan Barnes," and he does yes. that like awkward smile thing, like "Ha!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh, I love it." Um. But so we get to see Bucky's list, at least part of it. And there are some interesting names on there. One of which is an old Iron Man villain who does have ties to the Winter Soldier in the comic books. Hmm. And the that would be the first one. Rostov, the Red Barbarian in the comics. Uh, he tried to steal some Stark Industries tech. He eventually is a warden at a gulag where Bucky is serving time. And he dies mysteriously in the comic books, but it's a comic book about the Winter Soldier, and he's taken out by a sniper. And what is Bucky Barnes? A sniper. So, curiouser and curiouser, as Alice would say. And then the name, of course, that will stick out to everyone is Zemo. Obviously, Bucky has a score to settle with Helmet Zemo. Zemo's in the show. It's going to go down at some point mm-hmm, between those mm-hmm. two. Yeah, Bucky yep, it's is out for him because if you remember in Civil War, he impersonated Bucky, got crimes, you know, pinned on him that he didn't do when the man just was trying to eat his plums in peace. Uh, he brainwashed him using the Hydra like wording. And then, of course, like caused Steve and Iron Man to have a complete falling out. So it's like, Zemo, he's coming for you, basically. Watch yourself. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that that's that's when it's gonna get real good. Exactly. Uh yeah, so Bucky has befriended an elderly Asian man named Yuri, and it's hilarious to watch him interact because clearly Bucky feels more at home with the older generation than he does people that are quote unquote his age, although his real age is 106. <laughs> but Yuri is a great a uh, character for him. He's kind of cranky like Bucky. Um, he even sets Bucky up on a date, which is hilarious. Bucky's like, oh my gosh, the guy I haven't dated since 1943. It feels like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, so like I said, there's like that classic Marvel humor sprinkled in throughout the show. That's one of the funnier parts. And then we meet Sam's sister in Louisiana. Her name is Sarah. She's a widow. She has two two sons. And while Sam was away, she's been struggling to keep their family business afloat. And she's another one of those real world connections where this is how it's affecting real people. Sam being gone for five years because, you know, he faded. This is what happened to her in these five years, you know, and they eventually they go to the bank. They're trying to save the business. And yeah, the bank's like, oh, can't help you because, you know, things are tight and like makes like, you know, excuses. Well, and I also like this too because it was just a real, 
um, I don't want to say realistic, but it was an it was it was such a cringeworthy, sad, you know, moment. And I guess mm-hmm. again, maybe this explains why um, Sam was not pushing to push forward as Captain America or didn't want, you know, didn't want that extra mess on him. But they're sitting there in the bank and the, the loan manager is like, wait a minute, don't I know you? I know you. He was such a tool. He was such a tool. And he finally, and so, you know, Sam like leans into it thinking like, this is a good way we can connect. If he knows who I am, then, um, you know, maybe that will help my sister get this loan that we so desperately need. And so he definitely is, Sam's not, he's not like the Hulk in um, Thor Ragnarok that's taken selfies with everybody and whatever. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not his comfort, you know, but, but he willingly like plays along to, cause he thinks it might, you know, might do something. Well, it does not. The bank manager still turns him down. The sister is just, you know, I, I don't think she had any hope going into this. She knew where this was going to end up, but you know, basically she was like, see, I told you. Um, right. and so here they are, they, they leave. Um, you know, I found it also kind of interesting cause he asked the question we all wanted to know is like, Sam, how do you get paid? And he's like, well, <laughs> um, there's people that are thankful for what I've done. And he's like, but I have government contracts now. Like, doesn't that count? And he was like, well, no, it doesn't. Not, not no, because right. you've been gone for five years. And uh-huh, it's like, okay, well, uh-huh. it's not like he chose that, you know? Right, exactly. So yeah, it, it was definitely a, a, like I said, a cringy, but uh, important, you know, scene and in, in session to, to see play out there. Um, again, a lot of reality is coming into the lives of these characters um, mm-hmm. that, you know, we might've thought it was just going to be all about shooting the bad guys and, you know, getting, getting stuff done and quip, witty quips back and forth. And Marvel's like, Haha, first, we're going to make you really get to know these guys because as you pointed out, like we haven't really gotten to know them uh, in the past. Like there's a, you know, there was moments between Steve and Bucky and there were moments between um, Sam and Steve, but it still seemed to focus more on like Steve at the time. Right. And now Steve is out of the equation and we are left with Sam and with Bucky as men dealing with everything that they've had to Mm -hmm. deal with in their past um, and then trying to make their way forward in the future. (laughs) Bucky through his, awesome therapy and his amends making and Sam trying to work things with his sister so that they can keep their parents' business um, literally afloat. (laughs) Um, It's a boat. Um, Anyway, so (laughs) that's my boat joke. Um, So, so yeah, I just, uh, again, you know, Marvel just keeps surprising us. um, But that bank scene just struck me as I was like, Oh, stop it. Make it stop. Cause it was so uncomfortable. Right. But yes. you know what? I think that's unfortunately reality or would be, you know, in this kind of situation. So. Oh. 100%. All right. So they leave the bank. So what happens yes. next? Okay. So while, well, technically they haven't gotten to the bank yet. We kind of skipped ahead, but it's okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so while Sam's dealing with like the real world uh, implications of the blip, on his family and his livelihood and such outside of, uh, you know, beating up bad guys. Bucky's dealing with his PTSD. And this, we learn that the elderly man that he has befriended is the father of the guy that was killed by the winter soldier 
in the earlier flashback slash nightmare that he was having. And Bucky is obviously riddled with guilt over it. He, he wants to tell him it's actually interesting that his amends list includes uh, Yori's name. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that the names on the left-hand side are the ones that he's like out to bring to justice. And then the ones on the right might be the ones that he feels guilty about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, it was sad to watch him. You could see that he wanted to say something and he felt awful, but Yori's just like, what's wrong? And he's just like, he panics and he's like, oh, I forgot to pay you for lunch. And then he kind of leaves, but it's the middle of the night, you know, like, why are you now? It was obviously an odd situation. Yori was just like worried about him, but uh, I just, I felt so bad. Poor Bucky. Well, I, I felt, yes, because I, I felt terrible for him, but I also really felt for Yori because the death of his son and what happened, you know, they do say this literally, um, I just want to know what happened. And like Bucky's right, right there going, but do you, do you really, right. because it's not a good story. It's right. not. And so he still, at, at that point, he didn't admit it. He didn't say anything. He just left. Um, he wasn't ready uh-huh. to take that next step. But um, but that was a little heartbreaking uh, on on both sides of things. I really felt for Yori and I really mm-hmm. felt for Bucky in that moment. And the acting in this show, mm, so good. So, yes. so good. Yeah. And, and especially if you watch Sebastian Stan's face. Um, oh, yeah. He's got some very uh, great expressions that are just so super subtle, but they say a whole lot. So mm-hmm. uh, when you're watching this, like go back and really kind of just watch his facial expressions because they're they're pretty great. Yes. I I gushed about Sebastian Stan in my review for this episode mm-hmm. because he has always done a stellar job at portraying the myriad of emotions that Bucky slash the winter soldier has felt. And what, what I was reminded of when he was looking at Yori and Yori has like a, um, like a memorial uh, in his house. And Bucky could see that from the doorway was when uh, in civil war, when Tony goes, do you even remember them? And he's like almost crying. Cause he goes, I remember them all. Yeah. So, you know, he knows exactly, you know, what happened. And it's just, I'm sure it eats at him every time he sees Yori, because it's just a reminder. So but yes, Sebastian Stan is just, he's phenomenal at being like that sarcastic guy, or like, you know, gets annoyed with Falcon, but at the same time is like completely broken mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in other scenes. Um, So the last bit of action we see Torres has followed the flag smashers to Switzerland. And instead of calling in backup, you know, like, I don't know, maybe I would do. (laughs) He decides to see what these secret meetings are all about. He doesn't know what's going to happen. So maybe I'll let it slide that he didn't feel like he needed backup. But anyways, they are robbing a bank and they use the chaos of the fact that everybody that has gathered for this mob, all are wearing the flag smasher, uh, like face mask looking thing with like the handprint and the main flag smasher, the leader, apparently he's just walking away. And Torres is like, Oh no, like you're not getting away. You're under arrest. Like, I don't even know how this works here with jurisdiction, but you're under arrest. This dude is very strong (laughs) and he makes short work of Torres. 
He's so strong, in fact, I wonder if he's got some sort of enhancement. Now, in the mm-hmm. comics, he does not. But things can be changed up for the MCU. But when he kicked him, like, or, like, smacked him, when he smacked him, he, like, flew across the, like, road. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Pretty there's definitely there's definitely something going on with that guy because, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that was, like, really powerful. Like, I'm honestly surprised Torres's back wasn't broken, mm-hmm. that he survived with just, like, a broken, uh, what, orbital. I'm like, dude, you should be dead, honestly. Like, let's be real. Um, so while Sam's like, oh, man. Like, I know he's probably thinking, like, eh, I got to deal with this. Sarah comes in. This is post the bank scene. Uh, it's, this is the very end. And Sarah's like, you're not going to believe this. Turns on the news and they watch as the Defense Department names a new Captain America. It's U.S. Agent John Walker. And he walks out wearing his comic book accurate suit and carrying Steve's shield. And he winks like a total, ooh, Hayward into the camera. And I was so <laughs> angry sitting there. I was so mad. And I've been mad about it in the trailers because I knew he was getting the shield. And every time I saw him give that high five, I was like, vomit. <laughs> But I was I didn't, like extra angry watching this. Yeah, I didn't expect it um, this soon. Like I didn't expect that that was how that was the cliffhanger that they were going to leave us on. So just a quick recap. What we have seen so far <laughs> is um, Sam is still doing his his Falcon thing. And he has this awesome, you know, experience in the beginning where he's kicking, kicking booty and taking names. Right. Um, and right. then you flip and you get like this emotional side and this he's dealing with. Um, he doesn't feel like he's worthy of the, the shield. And so he gives it up and then he's dealing with his sister and like this guilt of how he was gone for all that time. And she had to struggle on her own. But of course, like, it's not like it was his fault, right? He was blipped, right? right. So, um, so, so you got all of that going on for Sam. And then at the end, they shove this in his face that, you gave up the shield, so we gave it to someone else. And by the way, that is right. not America's ass. I just want to point this out. <laughs> no offense to Mr. Russell. It's lovely. But it is not. And I'm a little offended that they even tried that. Okay? Yeah, I was mad too. Um, and I was surprised by the the level of my of my anger. And I guess that's because I'm a team cap girl. Um, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, I just kept thinking, you know, Steve's intentions were that, that Sam would take this and then here we are, we're giving it to some other guy. And, you know, I don't know this other guy, you can fill us in on his, on what to expect from him, but I don't know, you know, maybe he's a great guy too, but that was not my initial reaction because they made him look exactly like Steve Rogers. And that's where I was like flipping tables going, Oh no, 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 you did not. Um, and then also, the look on on Sam's face as he's watching this because he cannot believe that that's what they have done. I was so mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've I've watched it several times the whole episode and I just I still get angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the end. Uh so US agents. He is He was, in the comic books, chosen to be Captain America because the government didn't want Falcon to be Captain America in the comics. 
And I'll, you know, you can kind of guess maybe why that is. One of them looks like Steve and one of them does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but U.S. agent is not a good guy. He's a tool in so many ways. Okay. Uh, he will, he has in the past, you know, created scenarios where bad guys are doing things so that he can come in and save the day to make himself look good. Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I, and in the trailers, he is seen. I mean, I know trailers can be deceptive. We all know, right? The Infinity War and Endgame trailers had stuff in it that did never happen. But, uh, he's seen on top of those, uh, gosh, the 18 wheeler like fight scene mm-hmm. that's shown in the trailers. He's standing there and he doesn't look like he's helping Falcon and, and Bucky. He looks like he's helping the bad guys or doing nothing, which is also, you know, not helpful. Right, right. So, I mean, if I had any doubt that he was going to be like a bad guy, that wink into the camera kind of was like, yep, there it is. He's like, where's Darcy? I need Darcy to come in and say the word I'm not allowed to say on a family podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need we need um we need the MCU <laughs> recap combo of Darcy and Lu- uh, Lewis um, <laughs> giving uh, us some of the real talk. <laughs> yes, yes, please, please, I would love it. Um, but yeah, I. He's not a good guy. He's not. And he's definitely not Steve Rogers. Nowhere close. You no. know, no one is going to ever be Steve, but he's definitely nowhere near Steve's level. And I know Sam will get it back in the end, but it's still just like, oh, it grates on my nerves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Touching Steve's shield. I'm like, don't touch that. You are not allowed to touch that. <laughs> well, I mean, and I definitely think that, that that response was there in Sam's face as well. And the uh, whole time yeah. I kept going, uh, okay, so this is what's going to bring Sam and Bucky together, right? Right. I mean, it has to. I think this will be Falcon or uh, Bucky will actually answer Sam's text now. Like, did you just see, kind of like we did, did you just see what happened? I'm so mad, you know? <laughs> uh, we don't have to go get that shield back because he ain't yeah. trying to allow, he ain't allowed to have it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So that was, that was the big cliffhanger they left us on this week. Uh, yeah. And there w- wasn't anything in post credits or mid credits um, nope, for this episode. <laughs> um, so that could be coming. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, my, my thoughts, obviously, I'm down. I'm in it. Um, it surprised me. Uh, I knew it was going to be a fun show in the sense of um, the uh, action and the adventure and that there's going to be the bad guys and the good guys. And I like all of that stuff. So, I mean, I knew we were going to have that level of stuff happening. Um, This one was always kind of said that it was going to be the more traditional MCU show versus what we got with WandaVision and even what to expect with Loki. Um, Right. That one's also going to be a little different and a little banana pants because it's got time travel and stuff involved with it, which is, you know, going to make us all very confused and blow our minds until it all comes together and we go, Oh, (laughs) okay. Okay. Um, Anyway. So this one's, this one is your comfort food. This one is your MCU um, comfort food. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) But, but I got, to say like don't get too comfortable because even in this first episode we're going deep and it but but not like 
not uncomfortable deep, but just a, a very good reminder that um, some bad stuff happened, you know, to to these these characters and, and these folks, and they're all dealing with it in different ways. And uh, I love it. I love I love how Marvel continues to surprise me. I never know. I was not going to expect to be so charmed by Bucky in therapy as I was. Um, And uh, I can't, I can't wait for more. This is going to be so good. (laughs) Yes. And I have to say, because this show kind of uh, tonally matches my favorite MCU film, which is the winter soldier. So if you also love Captain America, the winter soldier, you're going to love it. Henry Jackman, who did the music for it, is doing the music for the show. And I was so excited about oh, it. I like sure. you. I'm a hundred percent sold. Bucky is one of my favorite characters in MCU. So naturally, I'm sold, sold, but I'm extra sold, I guess, now. And now I'm like, I can't wait to see next week. Cause I think Zemo is gonna come in next week. I have a feeling he'll make his intro. Okay. Okay. And I'm excited okay. because he's a really great villain, not because he's super powered, but because he's super smart. Well, and the thing about the series also keep in mind, folks, it's only six episodes. Six. Oh, yeah. No. So, you know, come on, Marvel. But uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I, <laughs> I also I feel comfortable and confident that they're going to give us a full and complete, hard hitting six seasons and nobody is going to be left um, unsatisfied. So it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But there's only six. So just kind of yeah. keep that in mind. Now, if you are new-ish to the MCU or at least new to these characters or didn't pay a lot of attention to the characters before and want to know where you can find them and why they're important and all of that great stuff. I have a blog post for you. I will link it in show notes. Um, but it's, you know, basically what to watch before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And these are the highlight reel of of these characters. Um, If you want the cheater version, (laughs) Disney Plus has already put that together for you. Um, And that is in the Legends uh, series uh, on Disney Plus. If you go to (laughs) Disney Plus and you pull up the Legends, then you can get little short, like six or seven minute um, clips where they have just pulled together the highlights from uh, all of these characters. And they have um, Zemo on there. They have Bucky, they have Sam and they have Sharon Carter who is coming into play probably next episode. My guess I, I, yeah, I think she's maybe she's in Madripoor, which we know they end up in. Um, I'd have to go back and look or she's in Sokovia because that's where Zemo is. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So we're going to get Sharon Carter playing a big part in this series as well. If you're like, who's Sharon Carter, then go to that blog post <laughs> and, and you can go back and find her history and whatnot. Um, but also I'm with Ashley. Like if you want one movie out of the entire MCU to watch that yes. would pertain to this, go, go, go sit down and watch yourself some um, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Cause it's phenomenal and that's where you meet winter soldier and you also meet um falcon you meet you meet sam as well um and it's great it's it's got the hands down the best fight scene sorry to all the other fight scenes but that elevator scene uh yes and then the knife thing too like Bucky oh the knife thing is yeah 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 pretty pretty big like, but anyway so so yeah so that's that's our recommendation uh, <laughs> yes. all right 
<laughs> so we're going to wrap this one up, but we will be back next week. Um, and if you want to keep fangirling the MCU, as you do, of course, come back next week after you watch the episode. And uh, let, let's have a talk. Let's have a chat. Let's talk about what's happening. Um, for funsies, Ashley, what's your prediction? Where's the theme of this going? Who are we ending with? How is it all going to like complete? Tell me what you think is going to happen. Uh, tying into comics or not, I'm just curious because <laughs> we were so wrong about a lot of things in WandaVision, but you actually hit a few things on the head. So I want to make sure um, before the fan theories start popping up and drive us all crazy, I want to hear what you have to say before we get to that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, so kind of comic booky. Uh, I think Zemo is going to form either the Masters of Evil or the Thunderbolts. Now, the Thunderbolts have already been kind of rumored to be coming to the MCU. We have a lot of their players already in the field, including Thaddeus Ross. The thing with the Thunderbolts is they kind of were born out of the Masters of Evil, which they turned themselves into the Thunderbolts in order to do good guy things. But really, they were just doing that so that they could do bad guy things undercover um with zemo very adamant that he wants to finish what he started in civil war and get rid of superheroes that would be the way to do it and batrock is also one of those members which is why i said the fact that he's still alive and zemo's in the show i could see them getting together at some point uh and i know sam's gonna get the shield back i'm predicting that we'll get to see his comic book captain america suit by the end of it and going forward, I think this ties into the Thunderbolts that's been rumored. Black Widow for sure, because again, Ross is in the Black Widow movie. So I guess it'll kind of back tie into it. Is that how you would say that? Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, remember, Black Widow is supposed to be first anyway in phase four. So I think possibly one of her post credit scenes might tie more directly into this. And with them going to Madripoor, which is related to the mutants a bit um but because it's like an asian-based culture i wonder if we'll see something that ties us into shang chi which is coming out this year yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too as i was like (sighs) they're gonna have to tie in some of these especially um Shang-Chi, something that most of us MCU people know nothing about. Like I've got no frame of reference (laughs) other than I absolutely adore Simi Liu. Like love, 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 love him. Um, But I, but I don't know the comic. I don't know the story. I don't know the history of it. So um, that was my assumption is that there's got to be some kind of tie in that they're going to give us this little nugget. Even if somebody like me doesn't catch that that's what it is now, Later, when I am watching that right. movie, um, I'll be like, ah, I remember that. Or they'll flashback or they'll give us something to like say, hi, Patty, this is what we were talking about. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, because they're really that's, good. That's what they're <clears throat> Yeah, so they're really good about that. So, uh, all right, cool, cool. All right, well, all right, folks. Um, you know, it is no fun to fangirl alone. So definitely uh, share this uh, episode with your friends. Come talk to us in our Facebook group. We are at Marvel Moms on Facebook, and uh, happy to have discussions every week about anything Marvel related. We do not do DC there because we don't <laughs> DC anywhere. Uh, And I'm saying that like the day that the Snyder Cut comes out, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Are you going to watch it? Ew, no. Yeah, I'm like four hours of a like mediocre movie in the first place. I can't imagine it got that much better. 
<laughs> from what I have seen, it has not gotten much better. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but, but hardcore, like the people who've been clamoring for this, they'll swear by it. So, I know, I know, I know, because nobody can admit <laughs> they are wrong. <clears throat> Anywho, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.